Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Let's go Mets! Happy opening day! A home run by Wilmer Flores? Wilmer! The Dark Knight! Who's Mr. Clutch? Duda! Let's go Mets! It's Jim Brewers, Mets, and more. <laughs> well, hello everybody. Hey, uh, thanks for listening if, if you are listening. I, well, apparently over... We have some listeners. I didn't uh, think we would, but apparently we do. So that's a good thing. I'm Jim Brewer, and you're listening to uh, Jim Brewer, Mets, and more. If it's your first time listening, thank you. Thanks for joining in. Uh, Mets and more. Why the Mets? I'm a diehard Mets fan. My whole family has been Mets fans. And if you're a Mets fan, it's really exciting right now. As of today... I was, uh, we are six and a half games in first place. It's starting to feel like we are going to make the playoffs. We are pouncing on the teams that we're supposed to pounce on. We have a big series coming up next week against the second place Nationals who won our spot. And uh, after the Mets won last night, they... Uh, I then turn on the Cardinals game where they were playing the Nationals, and that was exciting because the Nationals took a lead. God, that Zimmerman on the Nationals is a monster. And the Nationals played a really tough game against the best team in baseball. But the best team in baseball, after falling behind, came back and just crushed the Cardinals. And um, if that continues the next couple days... I hate to say it, national fans, but you can't tell me that your spirit is just going to be swept away. You're going to be swept away. The Nationals are supposed to be the world champions. That's all they said. This national team, nobody shall ever come from any land to stomp them. They are perfectly fit to be the team to beat, and they are perfectly fit to be the world champions of baseball. Send the thunder. (laughs) But what no one saw was the Mets pitching staff that would keep them alive to the All-Star break while they played with a triple-A team. And for all you haters, think of this if you know nothing about the Mets. Mayberry, John Mayberry, is their cleanup batter batting 190-something with three home runs. That's who's batting fourth. Plewecki. Plewecki. Batting third, fourth, fifth. That's the Mets lineup up until the All-Star game. So the fact that the Mets are not only in it, but they're in first. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I don't care. I don't. 
and I'm and I'm gonna and I'm old enough now where I have to say I've watched baseball a billion years and I listen to sports radio. I can't people drive me nuts with this whole what are we gonna do next year? What do you it's right now. Haven't you learned in life that you don't know about anything in life what's gonna happen tomorrow or the next day or that you can plan your whole life away? It doesn't mean it's gonna happen. And most of the time, it doesn't happen. It never happens the way you plan it. Ever. 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 I did a uh, wedding last weekend. I was, uh, my niece asked me to marry her. And I think the, f- the greatest part was, you know, he planned this beautiful wedding and all this jazz. And um, it was a perfect day. Did the wedding outside. And we come outside and she comes walking up and she looks stunning and takes everyone's breath away and she comes rowing up and I say what I have to say and my brother was also part of the um doing the vows and he does his thing and then she, her and her husband <clears throat> are supposed to give vows to each other and I see her kind of looking around and uh, I go you're right you you with us here and it's kind of a giggly moment and she goes, um, I left my vows in my mother's house on her bed. And, <laughs> and she's whispering. I said, what? She was, I, I don't have my vows on me. And I saw the husband's face drop for a second. And, but everything was fine. We got the vow. It was freaking hilarious. Told story. It was great. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have worked out any better. It was beautiful. It, um. It's just great. But my point is, you got to be able to roll with the flow, baby. You don't know what's waiting around the corner. You, you just, so all you Met fans, go, oh, how are we going to sign Cespedes? Stop it. Enjoy it right now. Right now. Right here. Right now. And you know what? I keep telling my uh, record producer, get that song ready. He's working on this song, and I'm telling you, this is the Mets song. I just got to get it in my hands. And it's exactly that. It's called Right Here, Right Now, Who's Better Than Us. It's, it's, it's a rocking song. It's exciting. It's cheerful. It's camaraderie. It's victory. It's, uh, God, I can't wait for you to hear it. Um, and speaking of music, there's a couple of things I want to talk about today. One, I'm going to talk about my anniversary with my wife. 22 years, give you a little uh, that, Um, ACDC went to their concert at Giant Stadium, I want to talk to you about that, and speaking of of Brian Johnson, the lead singer of ACDC, just ACDC in general, um, I, I got to... Years ago, when uh, when I will start, I guess I start my wife. You know, my wife and I just we the last two summers was it? The, I don't know if we did last summer, but two summers ago, I rented a house. Uh, I go on houses vacation homes by owner on uh, the internet, and I tell you, if you ever going to take a vacation, it's a great site. I've never failed on that site. And um, I do a lot of research where we're going to go. My life is all about doing stand-up, inspiring, family-friendly, 
Uh, I try really hard. Am I perfect at it? No. Do I fail once in a while? Yes. And the other big thing is just really, really, until my kids are out of the house, we thrive on great family vacations, just making memories, um, family togetherness, trying to grow together and stuff like that. So two summers ago, I rented a house. I live in New Jersey. I rented a house in uh, Wyndham, New York. It's up in the mountains. It was a log cabin home for the whole month. It was really cheap, ridiculous, to the point where I remember when I called the guy and said, I'm looking on the internet here and it says this price for a month. Are you sure this is not for a week? He's like, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't rent this. It's a ski home and I can't rent these places during the summer. So, and it was, I'll tell you what, it was, it was four grand. It was four grand. It was four grand. You can't pay that anyway. If you go to Jersey Shore, you're paying six to twelve thousand dollars a week with like a whole bunch of other families. This house had seventy something acres. You're staring at mountains. It was in a beautiful place upstate New York. We had the best. We've been to Africa. We've been to Maui. We've been to the Caribbean. We've been across the whole country. We've been to Australia. And I got to say, when RV trips, I have to say that was one of the best times we ever had in our lives. Because you're just, you're together. It's not your house. We're playing games every night. We had friends coming. I have wiffle ball, playing wiffle ball during the day, uh, the beanbag games. Every morning, get out and have a coffee. We sit on the front patio. There was a little uh, pond on the property with a beaver on. Oh, it was just, it was heaven. And I just did the same thing this month of August. Rented out a house up in the Catskills. This time it was in uh, West Shokan, New York, or Shokan, New York. Beautiful farmhouse. Um, This one wasn't as cheap, but again... It was an amazing, it was just, it was amazing. So with that up there, we had our 22 year anniversary and um, my wife and I, and I got to say, as we go on, I truly feel we get stronger and stronger, but it takes so much work, so much work. Marriage is a lot of work. Uh, Is it? Is it work that destroys you and and doesn't want to make you look forward? Uh, Yeah, in some circumstances, I'm sure. But you really, every relationship is different. I'll tell you this about ours. We started off, and when I say nothing, I'm telling you, nothing. I mean... I, I, we lived, we got an apartment together. Right after we got engaged, we got an apartment together. I grew up in Long Island, lived in Long Island, and I got a uh, uh, a job, my first, my first TV job, 
I was living in Florida. I moved back to Long Island where I grew up. And within six months, seven months, I got a TV show. It was called the Uptown Comedy Club. To this day, probably one of the best memories I ever had being introduced to the entertainment world. Uh, This guy, Kevin Brown, Andre Brown, the whole Brown family. And it was more like a a prep, a college. It was in Harlem. It was more like a, a prep to your, for your mind and your soul, the way you're going to enter the, the entertainment business. These guys, not only was it a great show, it was really raw, meaning we, they had no budget. It was, it was like, it was improv. It started the whole Yo mama's so fat thing at the end of the shows. It was it was it was a great show and I made a lot of great friends. It helped my perception on life on multiple levels, going to Harlem constantly and getting accepted there. I mean I grew up, I'm not gonna lie to you, I grew up in a very racial tension area. I was Valley Stream, Long Island, when I was growing up, it's not like we went looking for trouble, but um, we, yeah, black and white was not not doing very well. And uh, I, I will say I was uh, not a good participant of it. I, I uh, Yeah, I was definitely a different human being as a teenager. I had different views. I was definitely... Uh, it's all where you live and how you're being taught, but and your surroundings. But yeah, it was a different time. So being on the Uptown Comedy Club really, really, it helped my life. I I I cherish those days. I, I think about them all the time. And uh, so my wife and I were married, and uh, we get a place in in Jersey, and um, Hillsboro, New Jersey. Now. Leading up to our wedding, this is, I, I'm telling you, our big night was, holy crow, I got $20, and she would have like $10, and we didn't get paid for months in the Uptown Comedy Club, so I had no income coming, because I couldn't do stand-up comedy, and even the stand-up comedy back then I was doing, eh, I was making maybe 200 bucks on a weekend, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, 600 bucks a month, 700 bucks a month, something like that. And sometimes it would spurt into 800 bucks a month. And um, she was doing nanny work. And even the nanny work wasn't that much. So together, if taking away our bills, we got an apartment that we should have never been paying for. Never. It was way over our head. We, we always just barely had enough money. Couldn't turn on the heat. Um, had no furniture. We had all bean bags. And um we we literally twenty-five bucks we'd have like, oh my god, let's go out date night. And we would go to Charlie Brown's. This was like our big event. This is Jim Brew and D, D Jim and D's big date. And we'd go to Charlie Brown's in Hillsborough, New Jersey. It's not there anymore. And we'd order, we only had enough to order two beers and a round of wings. That was it. And that was huge. That was, that was an event. 
And our other big event was two slices of pizza and Cokes. That was huge. And then the Chinese place, egg rolls. We were able to get some egg rolls. That was just, it was a monstrous, it was like, that was Trump Plaza right there. I don't know, should I say Trump? Some people are very, I don't want to get into political. I don't care. If you don't know me by now, I don't follow politics. I don't follow the news. If you ask me anything going on in the news right now, I couldn't tell you squat. I don't read the papers, and I don't watch the news. Why? Because I have no control of it, and I just, I have no desire. I can care less with some people. Don't you want to know what's going on? No, I really don't. Because it doesn't affect me. It does affect. No, it doesn't. I haven't watched the news in years. I don't follow politics anymore. It's been years. And you know what? I feel great. I feel great. I feel great. Um, so now we're getting married, right? The day we got married, I swear on my life, we had less than $200 in our checking account together. We had a joint checking account, $200. That's all we had. And the now we could I couldn't book a um I couldn't book a honeymoon. So I played this place called the Rocking Horse Ranch. And I knew my wife loved horses. So so yeah, let me book the Rocking Horse Ranch for our uh, for our honeymoon. And I remember when I was calling the place, they're like, "You you you sure you want to come here for a honeymoon?" I said, "Yeah, my wife loves uh, horses." And it's like, uh, well, just not not a lot of people come here for a honeymoon. It's more like a family place. I'm like, ah, no, it'll be great. It'll be great. We had two hundred bucks. We're getting married, and. When we get married, all right, now the night before the wedding, you know, I'm excited and everything's great and blah, blah, blah. And all my friends are there from Long Island and all her friends. And we're getting married in Union, New Jersey at some big wedding hall or whatever. And um, while we were there, that the night before, a couple of my friends said, hey, you know what? Let's just go out. We'll take you, your dad, or her dad. We'll go out, have drinks. One last hurrah before tomorrow on the wedding. In my car, I had all my, all my um, stuff to go away to the Rocking Horse Ranch and our honeymoon. And our honeymoon was going to be, I, I had tennis rackets. I had uh, mitts. I had a camera, this big, huge, ridiculous video camera. I had, um, you know, clothes, brand new clothes. I put on credit that I had no right doing. Uh, a couple you know, shorts and stuff. And the tuxedos for all the guys for the wedding. And uh, we go out and we have a great time and life is going to be good and, and, and the wedding's going to be perfect and all this jazz. And we roll into the... Uh, Holiday Inn that we were staying at, and we go to sleep, and I wake up in the morning, and I come out and said, let me go get the tuxedos, and I strolled out of the Holiday Inn, and, I, and I'm looking at the space of where I was pretty sure that we left my car, 
And I was with my friend. I went, now the night before, he goes, you got stuff in the trunk? And, you know, I was tanking. Yeah, just leave it. And he goes, well, what do you got in there? Hey, tuxedos. And he goes, well, at least take the tuxedos out. God forbid something happens. Hey, if you want to take out the tuxedos, then you can take out the tuxedos. You know, I'm a, I ain't taking that out. So he gets a, you know, a cart and he takes out all the tuxedos, brings it to his room. That's what a best man does. And I'm staring at the space and I went, Phil, didn't we, didn't we park right there? Because, yeah, to, and this is stupid. I don't know if your car has ever been stolen or anything, but you, I was in such denial. I started, we walked around the whole parking lot. So maybe it went, maybe we didn't put it in drive. Maybe we left it neutral and it rolled away. My car is gone. My car is gone. I had $200 in my pocket. Now my car is gone. On my wedding day. And I roll into the Holiday Inn. I go, listen, um, I think my car got stolen. And he go, oh, you too, huh? Yeah, they took about six last night. What? What? So now I'm filling out police reports for like three, four hours, and I got to get ready for the wedding. My wife and I, we... We, we've been through everything. I mean, you know, I remember once we got married and you're counting all the money. Uh, one of the most exciting things was us counting the money gifts that we had. And when we hit $7,000, we went, oh my God, we could pay off all our debt. And we took our credit cards, we paid off all our debt, and we cut up all our credit cards. No longer will we have credit cards. Sliced them all up. And uh, we had just barely enough money to uh, put aside and start a new life. And we lived in an attic on Long Island. Uh, the Kennys. That was our tenants. The Kennys. And there was no air conditioning or anything like that. And Mrs. Kenna was, you know, she was in her 70s and You'd always hear her downstairs going, Day! Jim! Day! I made some coffee cake. You want coffee cake? And you're like, oh my God. And, she, and she, she'd wear this yellow tube top thing with no bra. She's like in her 70s and her, you can see her boobies in her, in her, just, ugh. It was varicose veins all up her legs, and it was just freaking hilarious. And her old man, her old man was a closet drinker. And one day, I mean, he's he's like in his seventies. And one day, I get a, uh, I get a Playboy magazine, and my wife's going, "You, did you order this magazine?" Well, no. She's what's well, our address? Well, it's not mine. She's like, Don't lie to me. Like I'm not lying to you. Look on the back. And I, I see the address, and uh, so I go downstairs, because we're in the same address. I go downstairs. She's like, well, it's not his. He's in his 70s. I go downstairs. I go, Mr. Ken, is this, is this you? He goes, oh, I was wondering what happened to it. It was the old man's. It was the old man's. He used to sit on the street. I would ride my bike, and I'd, or sometimes I'd come home late, and I'd see him sitting in his car. He'd just sit in his car up the street. I said, you all right? 
Because, yeah, I'm just keeping away from her. Um, one day, <laughs> one day you hear this thump, you hear all these thumps, and it sounded like someone, like, got thrown down a flight of stairs, and we come down the stairs, and I go, everything happened, she's like, he fell down the stairs, that stupid baby, he thinks I don't know, he should have died, you should have died, she's yelling at him from the top of the staircase, the old man rolled down a flight of stairs and he was curled up in a ball at the bottom of the staircase. I go down there and um, he goes, I was going for the vodka that I hide down here under the couch. <laughs> and she goes, she doesn't think I know. He dr- I know he hides the vodka. He hides it behind the dryer and underneath the couch. You should have broke a bone, you jackass. It was... Yeah, those were uh, those were entertaining days, and we literally went from. And then I started doing comedy clubs, and then we had no money to the point where, when I started working the comedy clubs in New York City and getting the clubs, you make back then I think it was <clears throat> between fifty dollars a set on a weekend and seventy five dollars. I think it was seventy five dollars. So. I would play seven or eight clubs in a night, but the park in New York City it would be like 40 bucks, 40, 50 bucks. So to save money, my wife, my wife and I would drive to the city and we would drive to each club and we wouldn't get home till like three, four in the morning because the last club was always around 1 2 a.m. It was the Boston Comedy Club and They'd always put me on last. I have to follow like Jay Moore and Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan and Wanda Sykes. And like, you're going last. And so go last and you hang out and you get a slice of pizza. Keith Robinson, all these. And and, um, just so we can save $40, $50, we had no money. And so, I mean, we went through, we went through a lot. We went from zero to everything. And I shouldn't say everything. Do I have enough money to do whatever I want? No. Do I have uh, a lot more money than um, I anticipated? Grew up in Long Island, Valley Stream, Blue Collar. Yeah. I live really comfortable. And I make my own choices with what I want to do. I balance out the family and uh, work. And I have to say... My wife's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. We had our times. Boy, did we have our times. We There was a couple times we didn't make it. And we'll get into... We'll get into that too. But uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready for it on this one. Well, maybe. There's different... There's different stages in the... You know... It, <clears throat> One Senate Live came, and we moved to New York City. And people think just because you're in TV or you're making money, life is grand. It doesn't mean anything. It really it means squat. When it, when are people going to realize it means nothing? Does it make bills easier? Yeah. Does it make uh, it? It takes away a stress, but in a lot of ways, it adds a whole lot of other stresses. It really does. I know it may be hard for you to understand. It was hard for me to understand. But I get it. You know, when you start making money, first of all, everyone around you expects more. 
Your closest friends don't. But everyone else just does. And it's just the way it is. And I was always in denial of that until I got older, and I would see it more and more and more. It's sort of, you know, when I first got Sunday Live, you know, now we're making money, we got a steady paycheck, and we moved to New York City. It's literally like, and hey, we're moving on up, moving on up. It literally was that. And we went from the Kenneth house in an attic to now we're in Manhattan. And I went from paying 650 bucks a month to now I'm paying 2700 hundred and fifty dollars a month and and we had a we had an apartment on the 27th floor with a balcony it was just it was unreal it was the jeffersons and funny because i grew up on jefferson avenue so here we we're, we're the real jeffersons when i got sounded live and living there in new york city was just that was a great time that was a good time for us we we entertained a lot. We had a lot of friends over there. And um, those were good days. That was a good stage of our marriage. SNL was a little tough because there was a lot of temptations. I got addicted to vanity. I got to, you know, I, I really got off on being noticed. Uh, we were getting lost in the shuffle. But again, we, we what was more important than the shows and everything else was being together and doing things together. We took trips to Montana. Just the two of us. We, t- we would go away to San Francisco. We would do the whole West Coast run. It's so important. No matter what's going on in your life. As a married couple. To. If you're getting successful in your work. And wh- whatever. You have to. You have to. Grow together. And you have to stop where you are. And look at each other. Look, look where we're at. Let's do something together. Let's celebrate this. Let's not forget each other. You know, people get so wrapped up in work and all that. It's, it's great to do that, but you got to stop and, and enjoy it. It's like building a fort. What are you building a fort for? Just to look at it? Aren't you going to go in there and play and have friends over and all that stuff? I hate going on the road and I get these monstrosity of rooms, especially in the casinos. I get these huge, crazy, I've showed you them on Facebook. If you're a Facebook follower, I show you the videos. And it's just me. It's just me. You know, I don't party. I'm not having 14, 15 people in the room and there's strippers and, and uh, wackadoo. Just, I don't do that. I don't do that. I would never do that to my family. But my point is, don't you want to share it? Don't you want to enjoy it? Isn't that why you got together? You want to do this together? You want a team? And I have to honestly say, if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't be as far as I am. I had so many struggles with the business. She's my biggest supporter, bigger fan. And I'll tell you, we went 20 years. We never, re- even though we went on vacations and stuff, we never had a... We never really did our honeymoon. We did go on a honeymoon, which was hilarious. The Rock and Horse Ranch. Uh, and we were the only couple there. It was all kids. Uh, we didn't care. It's all I can afford. Uh, we couldn't fly anywhere. I had no money to fly. So it was driving distance. And it was a great time for us. And um, yeah, 22 years. We are marriage warriors. Marriage warriors. And... You know, I don't want to bore you and keep you uh, 
too long, but I could talk about this forever. And I think when the Mets are done, we'll get into a whole marriage warrior stories that'll blow your mind. I got to tell you, there's so many stories I got to tell you. So many stories. It's I'm telling you right now, they're going to blow your mind. They're going to blow your mind. You know, I can't believe my wife's talking me through the fat years. I had fat years. I was fat. I was 220, 225 when I came to New Jersey. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know if I was, I don't know how I got that heavy. I really don't. I th- I'll tell you what happened was each pregnancy my wife went through, I was the one to put on the weight. I was the one who got fat and put on the weight. That's what happened. But I will say this. Um, we, we've been through everything, almost everything, you know, from, from cancer to almost separating to her being born again for a while and finding faith. And, you know, she still believes. And that's a great story, too. Whoa, that's a, that is some story. I'm starting to tell that on stage right now. And not just because so many people can relate. Here, I'll tell you this one real quick. This is, this was unbelievable. We're having a really tough period. My second daughter is just born. And um, I did a new Comedy Central special. I think that was my hardcore. It was called Hardcore. And uh, had the band with me. Just had this whole band thing. And uh, we're having a rough time. And I, and I remember coming home from a show and something almost happened on the road. And I told her, I went, you know, I know you don't like me. I know you don't like me anymore. I just, you know, you're not stupid when you're in a relationship. You know what's going on. I said, I know you don't like me. Um, I feel like you practically hate me and you're stuck with me. And I don't want you to feel that way. I don't know if I can do something better. I. You got to make a decision, though. Are we staying? What are we doing? We have two little kids. I, I'm willing to do what we got to do, but I got to be honest with you. It's the first time in my life I find myself reaching out. I need, I need someone. I need to be felt like I'm liked. I need to be felt that I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person, but I need to feel it. I need to know I'm wanted. Because you clearly are not get you just I know you don't want me, I know you don't like me, and I feel like you hate me, and I feel like I walk through the door and you're like, oh and I, and I don't want you feeling I care too much about you to feel that way, and I don't want you to feel that way. If you need to leave and figure things out, then do it and that was a that was a big moment. You know, I'll be honest with you. I remember I was, I think I was in New Orleans and I wanted to, uh, I don't know, some event and I was, I wanted to hook up, not in a, not a, not in a full blown way, but it just, I just wanted a kiss. I just wanted that passionate kiss with someone's, with someone's just, when you're kissing and they're grabbing the back of your head and they're rubbing your head and you, you guys are right, you're just making out. I just wanted to make out. I wanted to 
feel that sensation of making out. And I told her that. Just blatantly up front. I laid the cards. Sometimes you got to lay the cards on the table. Bang. We got a lot at stake here, kiddo. We got two kids. What are we doing? And I grew up watching divorce. It's not pretty. You know, as much as everyone says, ah, you know, everyone goes through it, that doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's good for the kids. It doesn't mean all the kids will survive it. And I watched it, and I still watch it. I still see the facts. And it's all fun and games until, oh, he's being a pain in the ass with visiting. Well, what did you think? It was going to be perfect? What did you think? You're just going to ride off in the sunset, and everyone's great, and everyone loves each other and gets along? No. Sometimes it's ten times worse when you get divorced. And then you go in debt because the lawyers just rake it in. They rake it in. My sister used to work for a divorce lawyer. I will spin your head and make you nauseous if you knew the games that the lawyers played and how they know how to stretch it out and how they know to manipulate you. Think about this. When you're getting a divorce, you're at your weakest. You're you're engulfed in Anger, rage, passion. So you're not thinking straight. You're in the middle of a fight. You're not thinking straight. And that is when you are most vulnerable. And don't think a paid professional that went to school for years knows how to take advantage of that. As much as you think, and you want to hear everything they're going to tell you. You want to hear that. So I don't, I don't ever want anything to do with that. Ever. And if I, if we, first of all, we wouldn't have a problem. We would never go through a divorce. I shouldn't say never, but I really have a hard time seeing that happening. But I will say this. I, I've had a couple friends go through divorce. Um, <clears throat> get friends that you really trust and be the mediator. And you sit down as a couple. And you get the people you trust. And you work it out in a room. Together. And you'll save money. And you sign that paper. And then have a lawyer sign the paper. Alright well he promised to do that. And she promised to do that. And he promised every Tuesday, Thursday to do that. And he, she promised not to call. And do this and that and that. And that's it. But sometimes people are too ugly and they and they don't want to do it and they just want to you know take it whatever. We're not getting into it. But that's that's the path we were looking at. I didn't want anything to do with that path. So I laid the cards on the table and she was I don't know what she was going through. I don't know completely what her childhood was like, but um she definitely had some issues. A lot of them were anger issues. And she went to this place called the Forum that was brainwashing. That was creepy. She came back, her eyes were all lit up. She was like, it was, it was, I don't know what they do there, but it was creepy. Um, we went to, uh, you know, it was her diet. Every time when she changed her diet and, and she changed her, her hair and her health and this and whatever it was. She was always trying, trying, trying. And I had a deep faith. I'm the, I don't go to church. But I do believe in the energies and praying and putting things out there. That's just me. 
That's just me. I'm not trying to push. I'm just me. I've had things happen to me that those are future podcasts that'll blow your mind. And I mean blow your mind. Just weird. Weird. Um, so a couple weeks later. Now, <clears throat> I'm looking for an apartment because she still can't figure things out and nothing's getting better. You know, she's going stretches of three, four, five weeks of not talking. You know, really tense stretch. And it's just, it's such an uncomfortable way to live. And um, I pulled over, I, I got an apartment in my town where I live at. And when I got the apartment, it was really close. It was less than a mile away. So my game plan was, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay rent here. I'm going to live here just for peace. I just want peace. I'll go home, take care of everything in the house that needs to be done. I'll take care of the kids. And when it's bedtime, I will come be in peace. And you don't have to deal with me laying next to you. And uh, <clears throat> I'll never forget this. I call it my argument with God. I was on the uh, main street, Chester, where I was living. And I pull over and I, was, and I had a complete meltdown. I went, you know, if you exist, you better step in. I, I, I've done everything for you. I, I, everything you want done, I'm faithful. I'm not a drug addict. I, I try to be passionate. I try to be positive. I, I, I see the, I always see the glass half full. I support you. I talk to you. I pray to you. And I, I took a vow, even though the way we fight, I had people go, you sure you want to marry this? I go, absolutely, 100%. This is going to be great. And you better show up because this is failing and I'm going to turn dark. I am... I do not want to be divorced. I do not want that lifestyle. I, I, I do everything I can to, to put great lives into my nieces and nephews that are affected by it. I was pissed. I was pissed. And I, I literally... And listen, man. I'm not... I'm not... Again, I'm not saying... I'm just telling you what I did. I'm just telling you what I did. You know, you can scientifically say, Well... Oh, so you know, it's just circum. I'm just telling you what I did. I have a complete meltdown, and then uh, <clears throat> I went to. Uh, I was supposed to pay the rent at like 10 a.m., but you know, it was later in the day, and I had things to do, and I knew the guy really well. And around four or five o'clock, I show up, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm really sorry, but I gave the apartment away." I went, what? What are you talking about? Because, yeah, I get, you know, you were coming in the morning. I got to get rid of this thing. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't kill the guy. I couldn't believe he gave it away. And, uh, like, well, now, you know, this was the per. I was pissed. This was the setup. I'm right up the street from my road. This is the perfect setup. And things will get better. And, and I'm not far away. And things are good. Now I'm going to have to look for a place. I'm never going to find a place for that amount of money. And I'm never going to find a place that close. And 
it just sent me back. I was not a good place after that. So it came out, and I think it was two days later, I'm out and about, and uh, I come home, and my wife's, she is weird. I shouldn't say weird. She just, I know the word. The perfect word is traumatized. She looked traumatized. And I'm looking at her. And I'm living. I said, what, what's the matter? And she'd been crying. She's like, something, I don't know. Something weird happened. I went, all right, well, what, what happened? So I went, I went to town. And I went to this coffee shop. And I know the coffee shop she's talking about. It's all right. And what happened? Well, I went inside and the woman behind the counter, um, she came from behind the counter and she took my hand. She went, I want, to, I want you to come with me to my house. I said, well, do you know the lady? She's like, not really. She just, no. She's older. She's older. So... So what happened? I don't... All right, what happened? She goes, I just wanted to keep driving. I don't know why I followed her. And I'm thinking, this is, this is going to go really bad. All right, so she says, come to her house and you agree. And now you're following her in your car. Yes, and we're on Main Street and she made a left. And I just wanted to go straight so bad and just keep driving. But for some stupid reason, just... I followed her. Like, all right, well... What what happened? We went to her house. Okay. And what happened when you went in the house? I don't know. Hun, what happened? Now I'm thinking, I, I'm going dark here. I'm thinking something really dark happened. I'm thinking I have to call the police and people are going to get arrested and we're traumatized for life. I This is I'm not expecting what was coming. I go, what, what was in the house? She goes, her husband was there. Oh, God, here we go. Here we go. This is her resolution to fixing our problems. She got she got wild. I go, what happened? They go, well, they joined hands, and they started praying for me. <laughs> I said, what? It's not funny. I said, I'm just, I just, I didn't expect that. What do you, what do you mean they prayed for you? What are you talking about? They said they, they joined hands and they started praying. I said, praying about what? What are you talking about? They said they were praying that I'd find myself and that our marriage would get stronger and that God loves me and blah, blah, blah. I said, and we, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know. I just get this crazy overwhelming feeling of love and I just started sobbing and then they hugged me and they just kept praying and it just I don't know what's going on right now I just I want to start going to a church and I want to start I went okay okay so nothing else happened though she went no I go what happened when they're done praying it just they talked and then I left. So that's it. They just they brought you to the house. They prayed for you, and that's why you whacked out. 
She's not funny. It's not, I'm not worked out. There's something going on. I said, all right, all right. And that was a big moment. That was a big shift in the Brewer home. Big shift. Because now she was full-blown, full-blown. Jesus. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. I said, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to Bible study. Okay. And she'd go to Bible study and she'd come back like, are you sure you never read the Bible? Because a lot of things you do are very biblical. You thank Jesus. We should talk about Jesus. I'm like, easy, easy. I like this music you listen to. It's not for hey, easy with my music now. Easy. And I have to, I have to just be dead honest. Everything else in life was a fad. This thing, I, I, I was very, I'm not going to lie to you. I was on full-blown alert. Full-blown alert. I was, uh, my eyes were wide open. I was, I was a little scared. I was definitely scared. Because this consumed her. And, uh. But we'd also have long conversations now. We can de- not debate, but we'd have really long conversations. Like when you, when you hang out with your friends on the deck and you talk about the stars and we're the only ones and there's got to be life out there and blah, blah, blah. So we'd have these great conversations and everything. And then, now again, I'm not trying to sell I'm just telling you what was going on in my life at that time. And there's so much to even add to it. I just don't have the time. I'll have to, I just don't have the time. I'm going to have to make a whole series of this. And so, and a lot of it's funny. I'm not gonna lie to you. I started going to church just to, just to see what was up. Like, who are you people? Um, and that turned out to another whole good, bad, ugly, amazing, beautiful. We just everything you would imagine. I ended up joining a softball team. If it, that, there's so many stories, I had to remove myself from the Christian hockey league because I almost broke someone's leg on purpose. I almost broke their, I, I just, I, I, I was on the court. You know, that's another thing. She's like, you should really church is good. They have competitive softball teams. You would like it. And whatever. I ended up uh, trying a softball team and that, that's another whole story. Hockey and went and went and played hockey. I had a room myself because, you know, you're not allowed to check. I ended up checking people and then someone stole the puck from me and I turned around. And I whipped my stick so hard at their ankles. And thank God, Lily, it was like slow motion. I'm like, no. And it missed the guy's ankle by like maybe, maybe a centimeter. And after that happened, I, went, I just, I said, guys, I got to go. Like, what's the matter? I, I, I just, I have to go. I can't, I can't control myself. I have to go. And I walked off. I walked off before it got ugly. So arguments in the past. You know, she went to therapy, hated it. It's the therapist. They're against me. And they're jerks. And they don't know what they're talking about. She tried all different workouts, all different vitamins, tried the forum, tried did, tried everything. Everything would lead to right back to slamming doors, not talking to me for two weeks. Everybody sucks. There is no God. Blah, blah, blah. It's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. But now, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, and Jesus, and you know, you should talk to Jesus, and you should thank Jesus. And every day, I'm like, please stop asking me to do that. 
it bothers me. You want to thank? You think. So this is kind of funny. One day she comes in, uh, you know, Bible studies and this and that. And there's so much to talk about. There's too much to talk about. And some of it's really funny. So she comes in and we start whatever. I'm sitting at my, uh, in the kitchen, minding my business. She comes in. I don't know what the bicker was about, but she's like, did you, did you do blah, blah, blah? Did you leave the car on the, whatever it was, it was something like that. I asked you to put the car in the driving unit, and I went, I don't know. And it turned into four months ago, and you did that, and seven months years ago, and when I did that, and I knew she didn't marry you, and I stuck to you the fat years, and it just turned into a whole big, here she goes, she's back to normal. Jesus doesn't work either. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm literally saying it because she's screaming at me and throwing things and slamming things. And, you know, I I don't even know where this came from. And she goes stomping upstairs, slam the door. Oh, all right. I'll cross Jesus off the list. And I swear, I swear on my life, swear on my kid's life. It's about... 15, you know, I hear up, you stupid, bang, giving them a bang, and then it gets silent, and then silent for like 10, 15 minutes, going on 20 minutes, and I'm still sitting there, I think I was, I don't know what I was doing, I was sitting there writing or something, and all of a sudden she comes out the door, I'm like, oh no, here she comes. Here comes round two. And she comes slowly down the stairs and she comes and sits next to me. She takes a deep breath. I swear to God. And she goes, I'm really sorry. Um, I have a lot of issues that I'm now learning how to deal with. I've been really mean to you for a long time. It's been unfair. It has nothing to do with you. I love you very much. It's just that you're the punching bag. And um, I'm sorry I've done that for you. And I'm so thankful that you've been so patient for so long. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. And um, the Lord is helping me through it right now. And I'm a work in progress. And I... I'm just here to say I'm sorry and please be patient with me while I work these things out. The Lord, and I just, I love you and I'm sorry. And she, she got up and she walked back up to the room. And it was inside, I had the biggest sigh of relief. I didn't see that coming. And, um, I went, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. And it was a funny moment. It was a funny moment. And she was just like, I knew you'd eventually say it. <laughs> so, now, 
the pendulum did even out. And what I mean by that, at first it was all like, hey, you know, I believe in everything. The pastor's the best, and, and everyone at church is the best people in the world, and anything God relays is the greatest thing in the world, and God, everything's God, and, and everything's great as long as you believe in Jesus. And then as time went on, the pendulum went, oh, well, that's maybe not all pastors, or well, maybe there's a little corruption, and huh, I can't believe these people don't put God ahead of... And um, it evened out. She still has that strong bond and faith. And I got to say, it's a powerful anchor in the house. She knows where not to push too hard with it. And she knows the balance of it all. To this day, if we go out to eat, I don't like saying grace in public. It's it's just, I don't enjoy it. I don't. It does not make me comfortable. She'll do it, though. She'll just bow her head and be quiet, which was another great story which I will save for another time about hanging out with the lead singer of ACDC, which I saw ACDC. I brought my youngest 10-year-old, her first concert in her life, first concert in her life, ACDC. And I got to tell you, man, that was, I was more excited watching my kids, watching my little Dorian watch that more than anything else. And I, that was the coolest thing I've ever saw. She had a ball. Now, we got there really early. I was driving from upstate New York and I had to do an MLB show, uh, which is literally right across the street from the stadium. So when we got to the stadium, my kids haven't eaten for hours. And I have no cash. And we're in the parking lot and you can't get in the stadium. So this is where you use your perks if you're in the public eye. I knew someone would recognize me. But I had to just hope they were really not wasted and they just weren't jerks. So, you know, I started strolling around a little bit and sure enough, I meet two of the coolest guys from Long Island. Uh, this guy, Evan, and his buddy. And um, they're in the bed like, hey, Brewer, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? I'm like, here, man, you want a beer? I went, ah, no, I don't want to take your beer. And they're like, you want some food? I'm like, I don't want to take your food. And started hanging out. And and then, what are you doing? I got my 10-year-old. It's funny. They're starting. You know, I dropped the ball. I should have, uh, I should be doing what you guys are doing. And I go, you know, we had no food. We're like homeless people. We literally like homeless people rolling up on them in the freaking parking lot. Like, yeah, you know, we're hungry. But when we get in, it led to, hey, daughter. And I said, can she just have some chips? Oh, yeah, you know, help yourself, man. Help yourself. You know, want a hot dog? And by the time the conversation was over, these guys had two beers in me. Uh, they fed me. They fed my whole family. We had sausages. We had steak. They had clams. It was, uh, and then ACDC came, and it was freaking awesome. And that was, it was very cool. It was very, very cool, especially... There's so much to talk to you about. I mean, with the record coming out and Brian Johnson. And what a funny, funny man he is, the lead singer. And what a great man he is. Him and his wife are two of the, I, I got to say, two of the greatest people I, I know. They really, I, I don't know how else to explain it. They're just two of the, I'm so blessed to know them both. I'll just leave it at that. So we'll get more into that. I've held you long enough. Uh, happy anniversary, me and my wife and anyone out there. And um, 
we did go on a we did eventually go on a honeymoon. We went on a, we went someone told me to go to this place called uh Maroma Maroma which changed man it's in it's near it's in Cancun, Mexico, somewhere in Mexico. It was the most romantic, beautiful place my wife and I spent. It was one of the best trips we ever had. We'll get into all that. If you want to ask about it, ask me. Ask me all questions on Facebook. Uh, we got more stuff coming out. I'll talk to you very soon, probably next week. I'm going to start a tour soon, so hopefully we'll see you out in tour. Um, I'll do a Q&A this week. So keep on that. Just keep on my Facebook page. I hope you listen. I hope I didn't bore you. Talked a lot about marriage there. Hope I didn't bore you. I'm just lending you in my life a little bit of time. I'm still learning this process of podcast and what you want to listen to and what you don't want to listen to and what I should be talking about and all that jazz. So, all right. Thanks for listening, if you're listening. Let's go Mets. Even if you're not a Mets fan, I'm sorry. I can't help it. I hope your team is doing well, unless it's the Nationals. Unless it's the, I, I'm sorry, but you're my competition. And... um all that jazz, man. I got to say, I got the greatest fans in the world. I'm not just saying that. I know everyone says that. I feel like you're all family. I really do. When you see me in public, uh, the fans come up and they just, a lot of them don't even interrupt me. They just go, hey, Jim. It's the coolest feeling in the world. Like, hey, Jim. Hey, let's go Mets. Marriage warrior. I get that a lot. What's up, marriage warrior? Just, it's, you guys are awesome. I'll just tell you that. I feel like I'm in one big support group. Um, I hope to meet a lot of you on the road. I really do. I really, really do. This is the best time I've been having my whole life. My family's well. My life is well. My comedy is well. And now, hopefully, everything else is. And I hope your life is well, too. And talk to you soon. It's Jim Brewer. Mets and more. I got to roll. Take care. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Run to Old Navy right now to get up to 50% off store-wide. Stock up on all of Old Navy's best-selling style faves, like tees from 5 bucks, dresses from 12 bucks, and jeans for the family from 15 bucks. Plus, get up to 75% off clearance. But you'd better hurry. At these prices, Old Navy's style faves are sure to go fast. Run to Old Navy right now. Valid 113 to 122. Select styles only. Clearance valid through 122.